Hey everyone, and welcome to Cocktails and Classics, where each episode we force our friend Cameron, who hasn't seen many classic films, to watch one. During the movie, we'll be drinking a cocktail inspired by the movie, and we're going to give you the recipe so you can try it at home. Joining me this week are Cameron. Hey. Ben. Hey. Carlos. How's it going? And Zach. Hey, guys. So this week we watched Ghostbusters, a 1984 film. And to get us started, we need a little liquid refreshment. So, Carlos, what are we drinking this week? Thanks again for tuning in, everyone, this week. We are making the Ghostbuster drink. Now, this recipe comes to us from The Spruce Eats, uh, written by Colleen Graham. So check it out in the show notes below. But here's what you're going to need for this drink. You're going to need one and a half ounces of peach schnapps, one and a half ounces of melon liqueur, and three to five drops of Irish cream liqueur. Now it's important to pay attention to the steps of this drink because you're going to need those first two ingredients mixed really well over ice. And then you can add as much as you'd like drop by drop of the Irish cream. So that way you get a nice coagulation uh, of the mixture and you have your own ectoplasm uh, looking cocktail. So if you make one, send us a picture on Instagram at cocktails and classics pod and use hashtag cocktails and classics. Or if Twitter is your thing, tweet us at cocktails class. We'd love to see how your Ghostbuster cocktail comes out and hear your thoughts on how you like it. If you haven't seen the movie Ghostbusters, sit back, sip on this week's cocktail, the Ghostbuster, and enjoy the show. There will be spoilers from here on out, so heads up. Otherwise, continue on for our post-movie discussion and games. This week, we watched Ghostbusters, a 1984 film uh, directed by Ivan Rettman, written by Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis. Um, a very, very brief plot summary. Uh, three former parapsychologist professors set up shop as a unique ghost removal service. It stars Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd, Sigourney Weaver, Harold Ramis, and Rick Moranis. The movie was nominated for two Academy Awards, actually. Uh, Best Effects, Visual Effects, and Best Music for Ghostbusters by Ray Parker Jr. Bustin' makes me feel good. (laughs) (laughs) The off-brand Huey Lewis in the News song. Ooh. Really? Don't you shade Ray Parker Jr. like that? Name one other song. (laughs) They wanted Huey Lewis in the News to do the song, did they they not? I have no idea. I don't know. I can't confirm that, but step off my boy's dick. Oh, it's no. a fire song. But I, I did read trivia about the, the song, just in case Zach was going to ask about it. <laughs> it studies? Oh. What the hell? I didn't know this. You're not supposed to study. This is a this is a no-study quiz. Well, <laughs> we have seven questions. But Ray, Parker Jr., Ray Parker Jr.'s band was called Ray Dio. Jesus I guess that he toured with. Oh have God. you ever seen Carlos the and quiz uh, Ray super competitive Parker Jr. Lately. in the same room? <laughs> <laughs> I hear his voice is amazing. Ray, I hear my Ray's voice is amazing. Did you just say Ray Parker Jr. is John Wayne Gacy? <laughs> I did say that. Oh my god! By the transitive property. Ooh. Jesus, got him. Uh, I am. It, I am. It I, I am. I am Confucian. <laughs> That's not how that works. But, Why is yep. this one Ray Parker Jr. and this one John Wayne Gacy? <laughs> America, explain. Uh, anyway, movie, why this one Arkansas and this one not Arkansas? <laughs> this this movie Arkansas. currently sits at a 7.8 out of 10 on IMDb. Uh, 
it's it's number three thirty six on the popularity meter. <laughs> Why? What's the popularity? Why? It's up two hundred and sixteen this week. What? Solid. Because they're making well, a sequel. Yeah, the new uh, one's yeah, coming yeah. out one. with the uh, with Dan Aykroyd and the kid from Stranger Things. And Paul Finn Rudd. Wolfhard? Oh yeah, Paul Rudd too. Um. Yeah. No, I think it's the other kid from Stranger oh. Things. Dustin. Yes. I don't know the actor's name. Sweet. I don't know either. Toothless. Yes. Dickless. <laughs> that is correct. Rumors have this man, man has, has no, no dick. dick. <laughs> uh, Cameron, what were your initial reactions to the movie? I was... I thought it was really good. I thought it was funny. I thought it made, like, no sense. And it's funny how I feel like they didn't try to make it have any sense. Like, a lot of the, like, plot points around, like, the ghosts or, like, the building or, like, any of that stuff is just kind of like, yeah, this is really absurd, but whatever. Let's just roll with it. Uh, That's not obviously why you watch the movie for the plot, but uh, I thought that part was funny. Um, How they just didn't care about just, like, I don't know. Any, I don't want to say believable, like being it being believable, but it was so far out there, and there's a lot that just like didn't explain. Like, yeah, we came up with this ghost capturing machine. I don't know, you know, we just we just did it. Um, but my initial impression was even, you know, with those things, like it was a really funny movie. Uh, I'm always wary of comedy movies, um, older comedy movies, because I feel like a lot of times they just don't translate well uh, when you watch them, like really any more than like 10 years later uh, a lot of times but this one i think does translate really well still to get all the dated stuff out of the way uh bill murray's character what a creep yeah i mean i think that his his creepiness in the movie is basically approach is basically like at the line of like what i would consider okay still today (laughs) like you know what i like He's still kind of weird. Like, he tries to sleep with this, like, you know, college student. Um, which professors which do that. Can confirm. It yes. No, it it but does happen. It is confirmed. It is a me. reoccurring theme. But it was Harold really, Ramis but it was movies. still weird. Um, however, I will say in the one case where he could have had sex with Sigourney Weaver, he didn't. So, what a nice guy. well, he does say uh, uh, there is already two people in there. It sounds a bit crowded. Okay, but that's but he's saying he's just not like he's being funny, but he's not but he gonna. He could have said two's a party, three's a crowd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I yeah, his his character is, I think, what I think like toes the line of what would be appropriate today. But um, but I didn't think it was like egregiously bad. Like it definitely wasn't like Animal House bad. That's for sure. No, but this movie to me is definitely the bigger budget supernatural animal house no i I don't agree with that it has the same director same writer uh there is like elements of like some of the humor that are definitely like between the two movies when the epa guy gets like all the marshmallow fluff on him i was like that is something that would happen in animal house it's like the the rejects uh, once again what is it the the clods versus the chads or whatever (laughs) The uh, it's like the rejects. Right. <laughs> no, but <laughs> it's like the rejects. They start this business and they become successful, and they have the EPA guy who's like butting against them. 
then there's like the the mayor of the city is kind of like the the dean but he actually sides with them in this one it it, it it's kind of like a, a similar story in the and the very like loose thematic elements yeah in the tolkien sense of there's uh sort of a good guy there's kind of a bad guy <laughs> it's really and a hero's journey if you think about it <laughs> i don't know where you're going with that i was gonna say this isn't like all the pretty horses there are way different movies <laughs> or beowulf I, I mean i guess i i don't know i don't i don't really agree i can see what you're saying i guess but i don't agree i think uh yeah i think they're I mean, it's also hard because they are like you know a decade apart or more, right? So, I also like maybe the humor just changed. I also think it's hard to compare because of the movie undergoing rewrites. Um, originally, I don't want to include on a quiz thing here, Zach, but this one I didn't look up. Uh, when Dan Aykroyd and Harold Ramis wrote the movie, um, Winston was supposed to be played by Eddie Murphy. And he was supposed to be a part of the team much earlier. So I wonder how much more outrageous or how much more, um, I don't want to say offensive. What's the word I'm looking for? How much more maybe a adult the movie would have felt having Eddie Murphy be in there a little bit longer. After oh, watching the movie, like, I was actually uh, surprised Eddie Murphy wasn't in the movie. Oh, it's like prime Eddie Murphy time, right. too. Isn't right. this like right That's around like Raw and stuff? Delirious. Yeah. yeah, I don't remember why he he wasn't in the movie. Um, was he I, making Coming to America? <laughs> I I honestly, I don't know. And I don't want to bullshit you and, and pretend <laughs> I do. Yes. They're making a sequel so, to yes. Coming to America, by the way. Oh. I, I did hear that. When someone asks you if he was making Coming to America at that time, you say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was funny that, like, they became essentially, like, celebrities overnight. Like, they had, like, one ghost encounter, and then they just instantly, like, became, like, at least known around the city. I don't know about the country, but... Or I yeah, guess, they, yeah, they had national following. They had, like, newspapers and, like, late night shows and stuff. Larry what Ken. I like about that... Is it's after the first time when they just completely destroy the hotel that then they become famous? <laughs> no one's yeah. just like, no one's just like, yeah. I mean, they caught a ghost, but I mean, they also just like completely destroyed this place and got paid. Still, they're like, oh yeah, that'll be a uh, five thousand dollars. <laughs> oh, they strong arm the guy. It'll be yeah. four thousand dollars, but we're also running a special this month on ghost containment units. It's only going to be one thousand dollars extra. I'm not paying that. I mean, we could release the ghost. Okay, wait, 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 wait. Hold on. Also, that's that feels like a small like fee for that service, honestly. Like, yeah. Like I was surprised he said five thousand dollars. I was like, wait, well, what? It's think about 80s. it. How much? Uh, but think about how much the value of a home drops if like somebody's like, oh yeah, the owner died in like the 1800s and he haunts the place. Like that's right. that's the beginning of every horror story where the yeah. the country family's like. Oh yeah, we got a great deal. It's a five hundred thousand dollar house. We got it for forty five bucks. Have no <laughs> idea why. Because those white. But it comes with your own like. It comes with your own like a sixteenth century uh, witch ghost or something. Anything that did or did not surprise you? No. <laughs> There's not a lot to be surprised about in yeah. this movie, right? Like you kind of teed it up. There's no yeah. strong plot. It's right. just goofy. 
It's just goofiness. It's Bill Murray, Dan Aykroyd. It's just goofs and gags. Right. If anything, I was surprised at the lack of a coherent plot. But that's not. I don't think that detracts from enjoying the movie at all. I just don't think I was surprised at how little that mattered. Yeah, there's there's like no plot, but also I feel like it's it's been copied, or you kind of like know it's kind of bled into the the pop culture a little bit. The like big bits, like the Stay Puft Man, or yeah. uh, like Crossing the Streams, that sort of stuff. I feel like it's kind of like yeah. bled into the the culture to where you know it. I see. I will say, I think it was kind of refreshing that they, like, it wasn't a long drawn out movie. I feel like a lot of even like comedy movies try to like draw things out and have like a point to the movies, and it's refreshing Are you where the Judd Apatow films. <laughs> I mean, nothing in particular, um, but um, we just lost like a, a solid chunk of our listener base. Yeah, I'll <laughs> say no, 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 his, no. I his new Judd one's Apatow. good. I love Judd Apatow. I'm just saying. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm are... not saying those are bad. I'm just saying that it's refreshing to see like a comedy movie that's just kind of like, you know, it doesn't fuck know. around for it, shits and it, gigs. It knows what it is. Right. You know what it is. It's gonna get in, do its thing, and get out. And like none of the scenes were like super long. Like the fight with the ghosts at the end wasn't even that long. Like it was like 15 minutes. The entire the longest encounter. scene was when Dana was trying to get freaking Vinkman to bang her. <laughs> right. Are you the key master? <laughs> I no. am the gatekeeper. I didn't okay. even know Rick Moranis was in this movie until he, I was like, oh, hey, there's that guy. And that just made it that much better for yeah. you, right? I like Moranis. He's funny. Speaking of a beta. Oh, yeah. The beta. <laughs> I love the part where they're uh, where he's having the party. And the one girl's like, oh, I think I might leave. And he starts dancing with her. And the other couple come in. And he just starts talking about their income. And yeah, that was <laughs> he, like, so takes weird. Their shirts. He's like, "Oh, this is uh, this is Ted. He owns a small uh, carpet cleaning business, and Anita is uh, earning pension from a deferred salary. They're doing well." It's like, uh, I don't. Think oh, it was weird because it was like all his clients having yeah. at a party. He was trying to get more clients. He can clients. write it off. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. so you could reduce it the the cost as business oh, expenses. This is twenty four dollars a pound. I only paid fourteen because I'm using this as a. He write-off. reminded me of a, such a midwesterner when he was doing that shit because midwesterners love to be like, <laughs> oh my god, I got this oh. thing. It's normally two hundred dollars. I got it for one twenty five. That's the thing when you talk about <laughs> buying something around here, you don't talk about what it costs. You talk about how much you saved on right. it. You talk yeah. about what it didn't cost you. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With my Kroger rewards points, it was, it was only this much. But with all of my Kohl's cash. No, that used to be the thing when I was a kid going into Kohl's. Is, mm-hmm. uh, we'd walk out and my mom would go, look how much we saved. I'd be like, yeah, but look, how much <laughs> look at the other spent. side of the receipt. <laughs> I mean, look at, uh, look at Target. If you use the Target app, it's always like, wowza, uh, yeah. you saved five <laughs> bucks this, this trip. Wowza. Gee golly. <laughs> Whoa, daddy. <laughs> Target still using slang from like 1960s Connecticut. That was an oddly specific reference. Gee willikers, way to go. <laughs> Wowza. Now it's like leave it to beaver language. <laughs> Gee, dad, do you think we can save 10 bucks next time? No, son, we're in debt. <laughs> <laughs> we're in crippling debt. The housing market is collapsing. No, son, we just bought a house. (laughs) Son, did you not hear Lewis introduce me at his party? We can't afford this. (laughs) Diversify your portfolio. What are you doing? We're on fixed income. We can't do that. Don't put all your money in digital turbine. (laughs) Was there a most memorable or a best scene for anybody? 
Busting makes me feel good. I don't know if that was a scene. That might be a most quotable line, maybe. I think it was at the very... It, yeah, it wasn't a scene. It played, I think, during the credits it is when that line came out. That was, um, a, that was an iconic line. Like, spaced out, all caps, iconic. <laughs> <laughs> I think for me, the most memorable scene probably was... I think just the first time they encounter a ghost. Um just because it's entertaining to kind of watch them get their bearings. And, and like I said, I, I could just consider this movie like a weekend movie. Like if it's on, I'll turn it on and watch it. But for these guys like to uh, have that scene first where they're trying to, I think it's the, it was the green ghost, wasn't it? The green blobby ghost. Uh, the librarian one? No, uh, yeah. The first was a library ghost that like was a lady. And then she turned into this like giant creepy monster when they got close. Get her! <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I thought it was just entertaining because it kind of just like, it's going to kind of like set the premise for the rest of obviously what they're going to encounter and how they're going to do it. So it's entertaining. That was probably it for me. My favorite scene in this movie is the exchange when the Ghostbusters are talking to the mayor and they're like, oh, this is real Old Testament shit. Like fire and brimstone raining from the sky. And then Peter Venkman jumps in. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, mass hysteria. There's so many lines that, that Bill Murray says in this that are that are really funny, but this one's my favorite. I thought it was funny at the end of that. He was like, if I'm wrong, we go to jail. If I'm right, you get to save, a, you know, millions of your voting constituents. And then the mayor looks over at the priest and the priest like nods at him. And, <laughs> and then the mayor's like, yes. <laughs> I think when the, uh, when Zool is like, choose the destroyer. Oh, yeah. And it's like, the destroyer has been chosen. Who thought of something? And it's this Stay Puff Marshmallow Man. <laughs> Sorry, guys. It just popped in I there. couldn't help it. <laughs> used to do s'mores at camp. <laughs> My favorite scene is the one where they first go to the, like, the abandoned firehouse. And Vinkman and Egon are sitting there. And they're trying to, like... Yeah, everything's rusted. All the pipes are bad, this and that. And then you just see Dan Aykroyd's character. You see Ray just slide down the pole and is like, guys, we should stay here tonight. <laughs> and they're just like, God damn it. And the, almost... real, the realtor is just like cheesing hard. Yep. Shit-eating grin. <laughs> yes, because she knows that she completely just has them by the short hairs. I don't know. Most of the scenes with Bill Murray were great. I think he was just so funny the entire time. You didn't enjoy the uh, ghost blowjob scene? That part I didn't particularly like. I didn't think it was oh, that funny. Nope, that scene, cool. I when I first saw this movie, did not pick up on that at all. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I didn't either. I didn't until the rewatch, and I was like, wait, what's go? Oh, wait a minute. Yeah, that is something this movie has, is like uh, uh, a lot of kids' movies come out, and they have those subtle adult jokes that are thrown in for the adults watching it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, maybe, but he like unbuttons right. his pants and starts pulling them down. I don't think that's that subtle. Well, and then the Listen, look on his when face. you're a young lad, it's subtle. When you're an unimpressionable young man, <laughs> does anyone actually cross their eyes like that? That was such a weird face. Well, wait, you, you don't cross your eyes like that. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. He went cross-eyed. It's fucking weird. I think he got that from Carlos. <laughs> I think I almost agree with Zach. One of my favorite parts was that like scene, just because like that e- like the EPA guy is basically getting put into his place in that scene, and he caused the whole explosion and stuff. And so I I like that scene a lot. Most uh most quotable line 
outside of I Ain't Afraid of No Ghost? <laughs> I don't know. I Wait. think the most quotable line for me is gotta be um, when Vinkman just looks up and he goes, no, it's true, sir. This man has no dick. <laughs> I forgot that's where this where that line came from. <laughs> and mm-hmm. when he said it, I was like, yes, that it's the one. Uh, another Bill Murray great is at the very beginning when they're uh, oh, what are they? they're look they're looking into the library ghost, the very first ghost they find, and they make their way into the back room, and they're like, oh, look at these books, they're stacked up, and Vikman's like, you're right, no human being would ever <laughs> stack books like this. Oh, I thought you were going to say when they're interviewing the librarian, he's like, are you menstruating night right oh, now? Yeah. And the library director's like, what's that got to do with it? He's what like, sir, I'm a scientist. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was thinking same scene, but when they confront the ghost and Ray's like, hold on, I'll go talk to it. And then it scares, it scares them all and they're running out and he just goes oh great plan ray great plan uh another one that stood out to me i feel like goes under the radar uh when they get the loan from the bank he's like ah come on everybody has 30 mortgages these days he's like at 19 percent, you didn't even bargain all right and then the uh, interest alone is ninety two thousand (laughs) dollars he was so happy to have that fire pole though dan Aykroyd did not care he was in the zone I collect spores, mold, and fungus. <laughs> <laughs> or don't cross the streams. Yeah, don't cross yeah, the streams. Yeah, we crossing streams later one. today. Oh, you know. <laughs> That's so why I don't cross the streams. Uh, Venkman, when he's at uh, uh, Dana's house, and he's talking to her about the the dogs and like gozer and stuff inside of her inside of her fridge, and he goes, "Oh mm-hmm. yeah, you don't expect that out of that sort of appliance." <laughs> it's Miller time. <laughs> after they, uh, after they like take down the uh, Zool, well, they don't really take him down. It like disappears into like the sky, and I think it's Bill oh, Murray yeah. yells out, "It's Miller time! <laughs> Grab your sticks, hold in, heat them up, <laughs> smoke in, make them hard. Ready? Jesus! I think it was from like." What was it? I think it was from How I Met Your Mother, but there was like a scene where I think it was like Robin quotes obscure quotes from movies, and it was the and one of them was the line at the end where he says, "If somebody asks you if you're a god, you say yes." So I recognize that one, but I think it's just because of that uh, TV show. Yeah, there's a lot of quotable stuff. Basically, anything Bill Murray said is two things: one, it's quotable; the other thing is it was probably ad libbed because he ad libbed most of this movie or sexual. <laughs> Also quotable. Hey, Ray, do you believe in God? Never met him. <laughs> I like when they ask, when she's, uh, the secretary is asking Winston, do you believe in this, 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 and this? And he goes, I mean, I believe whatever you pay me to. Yeah. <laughs> we came, we saw, we kicked, kicked its, its ass. ass. Yeah, that was one that <laughs> yeah. is like highly quotable from the film. I say that all the time. Oh, as yeah. often as I can holy shit moment was there one i feel like the dogs attacking people was a pretty holy shit moment because i mean the ghosts weren't like attacking people up to that point but then those like demon dogs like came up and like went through the party and then just started chasing rick moranis around new york like i feel like that was like a insane moment in the movie and it's yeah when no one could see them yeah that was the other thing is when the patrons like looked out at the but the no, but the guests at the party could, I think. Well, yeah, they, they were all freaked said out. They saw the 
a bear or a cougar. <laughs> <laughs> what is that with people? It's either in like in movies or like TV shows. There's always this like supernatural being, and they're like, I don't know, it's like a cat or something. Like they never can recognize that it's something that they don't know. They're like, oh yeah, it's like a bear. I think that's just the human mind. You don't want to believe something that you can't explain. When Dana, the speaking of like the dog attacks, when Dana first got dragged into her kitchen, that scared the shit out of me as a kid. Like the the arms that came out of the the chair and grabbed her, I was oh man. Watching that this time, I had the lights on, so I was okay. But when I was a kid, <laughs> that was really scary. Also, the like the first time that she's at the apartment when the eggs and that start breaking and frying on her countertop, and shit's kind of freaking out. And then she finally opens the door to the refrigerator and there's like the portal to another dimension. It's just kind of like, oh, all right. Today's episode is brought to you by Audible. How it works is every month members get one credit to pick any title plus two Audible originals from a monthly selection. Audible has a free, easy-to-use app that allows you to download titles and listen offline at your convenience. Dylan and Ben, what are your experiences with Audible? So I used the Audible free trial a couple years ago, um, and I've gone back to it since. Uh, I listened to Pet Cemetery by Stephen King, and I really like it when I'm driving on like long road trips. I used it to listen to one of James Elroy's uh, L.A. quartet novels, The Big Nowhere. I would definitely recommend it to anyone on the go, uh, whether it's just driving to work or for long flights. It's great. You can... You know, listen to something on your phone, connect it to Bluetooth. You get to work, log into your work computer, and listen up. To start your free 30-day trial, go to audibletrial.com slash cocktailsandclassics, all lowercase. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash cocktailsandclassics. After your free trial is up, it'll cost $14.95 per month. However, there are no commitments, and if you can't decide what to listen to, at that particular month, that's okay. You can always roll your credits over for up to a year. A little bit of a tradition around here is Zach takes over and gives us a little quiz. Zach, take it away. All right, Dylan, thanks a lot. Uh, We will jump right into it. Guys, the first question in this week's quiz is uh, a true or false. When adjusted for inflation, this is Columbia Pictures' highest grossing film. That can't be real, right? Adjusting for inflation? Columbia (sighs) Pictures? This is 84? Yeah. But there has to be something. There's got to be something way older that Columbia made that is that just blows these out of the water because you know like i think it was like what gone with the wind is like the record holder in adjusted for inflation and like virtually she would would never be beat my answer on this one is i'm gonna say false i think that there might have been a movie in the past that may have scored higher i don't know uh i'll i'll say true i'm gonna go with cam and i'm gonna say false i think maybe they've done something more recently actually that went better Man, this is tough. You guys um, gotta stop letting Ben go last, because you know Ben's just gonna play the game. Well, I mean, there's <laughs> not much of a game here. There's only two options. Uh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say true. These ones are hard. 
That is correct. Yeah. When adjusted, when adjusted for inflation, this is Columbia Pictures' highest-grossing film. Wow! Wow! That one shocked me when I looked it up. Well, in '84, it grossed like wasn't it like almost 300 million? I I doubt it grossed 300 million in 1984. Maybe like worldwide. So we have Ben and Carlos on the board with one point. Cam and Dylan are in a very close tie with zero points. Let's head into question number two. Which of the following late-night talk show hosts auditioned for the role of Lewis Tully? Is it A, David Letterman, B, Johnny Carson, or C, Jay Leno? We had a similar question about somebody interviewing for a different role. That was a late-night host. Yes. It was in our airplane episode. Oh, yeah. I'm going to say Letterman then, since that was the same fucking guy. I think. If I remember correctly, it was Letterman who had interviewed for a part in that movie. So I'm going to say him. Yeah, I'll say Letterman. I'm going to say Jay Leno once again. I think, uh, I don't know. I don't know how old he is, but I, he's got to be. He's up there. He would He would have been young, I feel like, around this time, but I'll, I'll say Jay Leno. I'm just trying to think. Of the time frame and trying to think when Leno took over late night. I, I'm i going to guess Letterman. All right, ladies and gents, we have a three-way tie between Ben, Carlos, and Dylan. The answer was Jay Leno. Wow. wow. Yeah. How could that movie have fit that giant chin? <laughs> All righty, so question number three. Which of the following titles was the original title of the movie? Is it A, Ghost Killers? B, Ghost Smashers, or C, Ghost Chasers? I'm going to go with C, Ghost Chasers. I think I'll go with Ghost Smashers. Do it. Go. Do, I, I know Ben's, give, Ben's giving me that look right now. Like, <laughs> Do the answer that is neither of them. I don't want to because I, I, I think <sighs> Ghost Smashers is the funniest title, I think. <laughs> I do think it is Ghost Chasers, so I'll say Ghost Chasers. I think it's Ghost... I think it's B. I think it's Ghost Smashers. Ghost Smashers. That is correct. It is Ghost Smashers. I feel like that's the easiest transition from Smashers to Busters. Uh, okay, so we have a tie, uh, which means we will need another tiebreaker. Uh, so, but between Ben and Carlos... I have another, uh, I like this format of closest without going over. Yes. So, in Dan Aykroyd's original script, the movie would take place in the future where the Ghostbusters were a common service, like the firefighters and police officers. However, after an initial estimated cost of the film, Aykroyd was forced to scale it back. What was the original estimated cost of the movie? Jesus. (laughs) Wow, that's a good one. I'll say I'll say twenty two point five mil. That seems pretty low. Wow. <laughs> I should just go like twenty three to be a dick, but um I'm gonna Wow, that is a lot lower than I was way lower than I was expecting to go. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna say seventy two million. All right, so Carlos, you were at 22 and a half, and Ben is at 72. It's closest without going over, so Ben does win. 
but it's not even close. The estimated cost of the movie was $300 million. Wow. Yeah, this was a major... That's actually why uh, Harold Ramis was brought in to kind of scale back the film. He said it in like future uh, or, or present day and really brought back that budget. Oh my god, that's insane. Movies, the movie budgets weren't really that big back then. Oh right? no. A $300 million movie is a lot today. Yeah, I was going to say, that's, I mean, how much did fucking Avengers cost to make? Wasn't it like 100 mil or something like that? No, that I don't know. But I think it would have been a lot more than that. Yeah, it's probably more than that. Sorry, so, alright, so, so the... So Avengers Endgame cost $356 million to make. So that movie in 1984 would have only cost $50 million less than Avengers Endgame. It ended up being <laughs> $30 million for the oh. actual budget. <laughs> <laughs> so one-tenth Jesus. of the estimated oh budget. God. Yeah, they would have Ooh. almost made their money back by now. They'd still be about $5 million shy, but they would have almost made their money back. <laughs> All right, guys. We need to release a toy line. We need to close that last $5 million gap. <laughs> All right. So Ben's our winner this week with three points. Thanks for playing, everybody. Good job, Ben. Yay. So I scoured the internet for some not-so-kind reviews of uh, Ghostbusters. So... I don't want to sway you guys one way or the other on your reviews, but I want to hear your thoughts. So the first review I got off a of letterboxed. Uh, it's one and a half out of five stars from Colin W. April 13th, 2018 said, I watched Ghostbusters a few months ago. And while I was watching, I had a ham and cheese sandwich, but I accidentally put in ham that was a few weeks expired. So I ended up getting really sick from the sandwich. Now every time I watch or think about Ghostbusters, I get nauseous. So by default, I cannot give this film a good rating. It was not a bad film, though. <laughs> well, your first I problem was the ham and I cheese sandwich. I feel like this guy actually way. rated the ham and cheese sandwich rather than Ghostbusters. Ham and cheese sandwich, cheese good was good, bread was okay. expired ham and cheese. <laughs> ham was expired, one and a half out of five. <laughs> At least grill the thing <laughs> and try to burn the... <laughs> burn the bacteria carlos is like you know what you do you actually throw that shit in a quesadilla put it in the microwave and then take it out that that was his first mistake he used bread not tortillas what an idiot second mistake his second mistake was ham and not just more cheese yeah you gotta go double cheese triple cheese even i don't understand how do you even screw up a ham and cheese sandwich there's three ingredients four if you're wild he said he he put in expired ham like a condiment, like a ketchup, mustard, mayo, something. Okay. I see. I was thinking you go like Cuban and you, you put oh, in a pickle or something. Yeah. Ooh. Go wild. But Cuban has sauce on it too. Mustard usually, right? Yeah. Mustard. I think it's ham, mustard. Some cheese. Salami or something? There's another meat in there. I think I that's right. There's like a spicy salami, meat Salami, cheese. Now I want a and, Cuban. And Cuban bread. <laughs> they are pretty good, but... I don't know if anybody makes a vegetarian them. one. So, yeah. see that that's see like his his review is <clears throat> perfect example of that that operant conditioning. <laughs> so I feel like he's got to rewatch. That was it too now. big of a word for me. I need you to wheel that back. He's got to watch it without eating anything next time now, or at least have like a pizza or something next to him. Something solid, something safe. Something yeah, I would safe. like to know popcorn. Popcorn. I would like to safe. know his actual rating of the movie since he said it's not a bad film. 
I also find it hilarious that this guy decided to go on a website to write a review that basically said, I got food poisoning. <laughs> <laughs> not yeah, not only that. I'm, I'm going to go on here and I'm going to rate this sandwich I made. Right. There's basically I'm going a to write a, rating. I'm going to tell the entire world that I gave myself food poisoning <laughs> by not That's looking true. at the expiration date on ham. I mean, I have done that before. I went to make some pizza rolls. Like homemade ones. Pizza rolls. Oh, I went I to put say, the cheese rolls on expire? there. Shit. Yeah, no, I went to put the cheese on there, and I was like, "This is like three years old. It was not my fridge." Grabbed a handful of fuzz. Yeah, I was like, Ugh, "God." How does someone have three-year-old cheese? I feel like it gets bad within months. It was they, not at Carlos's place. I promise they you. They were that. older folks. <laughs> no, I give it three hours. <laughs> Jesus. Carlos's cheese in his fridge is cheese. like a is like a private or like a marine in vietnam you get dropped in you know you're not gonna last very fucking long <laughs> jesus carlos <laughs> so God. like back in the day people had like a milkman carlos just is a cheese guy like every day someone just brings he's fresh cheese, cheese to his door he's got a dealer it's just the ice cream <laughs> man but he brings by cheese he shows y'all up got, with like a... y'all got any more of that cheese oh, that stuff in my pocket I, was saying, I give i give stuffing your pockets full of cheddar a whole new meaning five hey, out kid, of ten great kid, experience come here. stuffing your pockets with cheddar i love as a consequence i also loved ghostbusters because my pockets were stuffed with cheddar <laughs> carlos's cheese this guy movie. shows up in a trench coat four and a half out of five carlos's oh, cheese God. guy shows up in a trench coat all the way down to the no. floor and he's like i got gouda i got monterey jack i got some three-year-old cheddar on me <laughs> I also got some watches if you want that. <laughs> I don't know if Cam knows this. Did, Cam, did you know that Rick Moranis actually joins the Ghostbusters in the second one? Yeah. Wait, really? Yeah. What? Why? <laughs> He's got experience on the inside. Yeah. That's what the hell. Also, yep. don't watch the second one. Not good. <laughs> no. I, lo- I no. love that at the end. Like they all come out of the the building, and he's like, "No, no, no! I wanna, I wanna go with them in the. Does anyone want to interview me? I wanna go with them in the car." And he like gets dragged away by the yeah. Guys. Yeah, the second Ghostbusters is like the definition of the studio got their hands on this thing that made money, and they tried to like remanufacture it, and it came out so bad. So this review, we're back to IMDb here. Uh, one out of ten. Thank God. Uh, terribly overrated. Boring is the title from. I'm Forever One from March 10th, 2018. Terribly overrated movie, borrowing from the sci-fi influences from its time and before. Clunky writing, horrible acting by Bill Murray. Just FYI, I love older movies. And when I watched Back to the Future for the first time recently, I loved it and clapped out loud. This was so awful, (laughs) I would boo out loud. Oh my God, this guy clapped out loud. (laughs) The writing was not good, and things felt forced from the beginning to the end. I imagine this guy is just sitting at home, or girl, uh, is just sitting at home, like clapping, just by themselves. Mm-mm. What a giant loser clapping yeah. by yourself in you your know own what, house. You know what always makes me extremely critical of your review is the minute clapping you go, I, I like old movies, but not this one. AKA, I liked one old movie, but I hate the rest of them. But because I like the one, I can say I like old movies. That's no. It's okay because he clapped when he saw Back to the Future. Everybody else in the room clapped too. <laughs> What's the sound of one hand clapping? 
Yeah, that's that's like a reoccurring theme is that someone's like, I didn't like this thing, but I do love the category that this falls under. Not that old movies is like a category, really. It's kind of a broad spectrum, but it's like, okay, yeah. How is no, this related like the, to the other thing you said? Yeah, it's like the Matrix. Like, I love action movies. I I loved Underworld, but I hate this movie. <laughs> like, okay, you can't list one franchise of movies that you enjoyed and then sit there and be like, but every other action movie is shit. It's almost as if they're trying to prop up their credentials. You know, like, oh, I'm not exactly somebody who only yeah. enjoys big blockbuster Michael Bay films. I can watch, you know, a 12 Angry Men and enjoy it. Ghostbusters sucks. Like, yeah, I mean they're they're trying to establish credibility in the review because they're just like, yeah, I have, I can, I can yes, critically evaluate this because I don't hate every old movie. I can critically evaluate this because I applauded Back to the Future. <laughs> I clapped <laughs> and out I loud. I booed at this movie. I will say I hate clapping at movies. Oh, especially in the um, movie theater, like at the yeah, end of the it. theater. Unless I have, you're at I have a screening, rare exceptions with unless, someone who worked yes. on the movie. Yeah. Yes. Unless... Otherwise, who are you applauding? The guy running the screen? Like, good job. It didn't mess up. You did screen? it. <laughs> yeah. I guess it used the to take skill career. back in the day, right? When they had big reels and you had to switch them out and time them just right. Yeah, it wasn't just right off yeah. of iTunes. Yeah. iTunes. I mean, I'm not going to shit on projectionists. They have a hard job, but. <laughs> um. Yeah. I just please don't clap. I get it. You enjoyed it. There's other ways to go on IMDb and be like, I like this old movie. What you do is audibly yell. I loved this movie and just see what comes back. (laughs) And everybody in unison agrees with you. Well, those were our bad reviews. Hopefully you don't give this movie one or else we're over. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think anyone's going to give it a one. And whatever you do, don't put expired ham on your sandwich. Yes, and don't go on to a movie review site after you watched a movie and gave yourself food poisoning and actually rate the sandwich you ate that gave you food poisoning. I believe you would just leave that to yourself. Oh Yeah, yeah I don't know those... why. If I gave myself food poisoning, I don't know if I'd tell anybody. Yeah, it's yeah. one of those inside things. I keep that to me. I don't give it to other people. That's my treasure trove of information to hold on to. I keep that comment in my pocket. That's the thing that I keep in case, you know, because people always ask, oh, tell me an embarrassing story. It's like, oh, I guess I can tell this one because it's not I too embarrassing. I clapped out loud yeah. watching Back to the Future. Well, that, yeah, that one's pretty <laughs> embarrassing. Loser. <laughs> Before the movie, those of us who had seen it wrote down our ratings based off nostalgia and memory. And now I want to know if your rating has changed or not. Um, I'll go first. The The last time I watched uh, Ghostbusters was probably a couple years ago. Um I mean, I, I enjoy it. I, I really like, um, you know, Bill Murray's movies and uh, just the humor. It's just an all like all around entertaining movie. Um, I feel like, uh, like I said, like I said earlier, it's it's I consider it like a, a weekend type movie. Like if it's something that's popping out on Saturday night, I'll crack a beer and watch it. It's it's entertaining. So I wrote down um, a seven, um, and I decided to keep it at a seven. Um, yeah, so I'm, and I'm I'm still a fan of the original Ghostbusters. Um, I actually have not seen the remake um, at all, um, you know. And, and I'm not sure if you know if, if I'm going to in the near future, but um, at least for 
what my experience was watching it again and and watching it just as like a in like a critique mindset um i mean i still enjoy it like no i still enjoy it no matter what and I, I, i'm gonna keep it at a seven i think it is a bigger budget supernatural kind of animal house film because you have a lot of the the same like elements with the writer and the director um but i came in and i gave it a, a seven i think it is a classic comedy film i think it doesn't really date itself that much um i think a lot of the special effects aren't terrible for today especially like the streams from the blasters those are pretty good the stay puff marshmallow man looks great um even the like sky the like clouds above the building they don't look bad i think the um parts that kind of take away from it is creepy bill murray um i don't really like that he ends up with sigourney weaver's character and for that i, I kind of moved it down to a six i still think it is a great movie going into ghostbusters i had given it a six um it wasn't my favorite movie growing up as a kid it's a movie I remember watching on VHS, but it wasn't like it wasn't one of those movies that I watched on repeat. Um, so I had it there. I remember, you know, some of the interesting parts, but uh, after the rewatch, um, I actually bumped it up to a seven. I think after seeing uh, different movies and that with a lot of kind of the same cast, some of the kind of things that were tied in. Um, and I also, the Netflix show movies that made us, they do kind of a one episode documentary on this movie and it kind of changed my outlook on it. Some of the things, um, the ghost, uh, the green ghost Slimer, um, was loosely kind of based on John Belushi in his classic scene in animal house. So I actually bumped this movie up from a six to a seven. Uh, just knowing all the little side facts in that, I appreciated it a lot more this time around. I have seen this movie a ton. This is one of my favorite movies, one of my favorite comedies, I'll say. Going into it, I gave it an eight. Um, and coming out of it, I'm going to leave it at an eight. Uh, the The humor in this movie, it holds up. It's very funny. There are some parts where Bill Murray does seem a bit creepy, but it's not as bad as other movies that came out around the same time. Um, some of the effects do look a little uh, dated, but that's almost part of the humor in it. One thing that I really enjoy that this movie does is the painted um, background scenes. Uh, for example, when the apartment, the corner of the apartment building blows up, and they kind of pan away and they, or they, they zoom out. So the guys get um, kind of the full landscape view. It's actually a painting in the background, which I didn't notice until this time watching. They, they do that a lot. And I think it blends in really well. Um, I think the movie's pretty well done. It is funny. There's not a ton of plot to it, but that's not what they're trying to do. Uh, so I think an eight, um, an eight's where I'm going to leave it. All right. Um, so I actually gave this movie a seven and a half. And the reason is, is I thought it was funny. I think that 
like I said earlier, I think it really is kind of like, like some of Bill Murray's behavior in the movie, and it's not like him in particular, but um, just his character can be a little off-putting at times, but I think he basically like creeps up to what is like what I would consider like acceptable um, in like a movie today. Like obviously his behavior isn't acceptable at times, but it's not so much so where I would, you know, like say don't watch it or turn it off or something like that. So I think it basically borders on that. Um, and, you know, most of the time, even still, like he's still the funniest character in the movie. Um, movie's funny. The plot's non-existent, but I don't think you really need that. Um, special effects are pretty rough by today's standards. I mean, they usually are, but then again, I don't know. I mean, the original effects of like other movies from even older time periods weren't that bad, but I don't know. It's hard to do the ghost thing just because like that's a whole different ball game than like, you know, shooting lasers or something like that. Like it's hard. You can't really do practical effects as much with those. So, um, I don't know. I think seven and a half is pretty fair. I think it's definitely a classic movie. People should check out and watch. Um, it's funny. I think it's still funny today, uh, which is actually pretty impressive for an old comedy movie. If you enjoyed this, leave a rating and a review and hit us up on Instagram at cocktails and classics pod and use the hashtag cocktails and classics. Send us movie recommendations or drink recipes, share us with your friends. And as always drink responsibly.